Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, Brett Boone. Uh, You retired after 2000. Interesting, 2012, 2016, and I remember seeing this. You pop up, you, you become the director of scouting for the California Angels. Uh, I know in between there, you went and got your your master's, I think, at Stanford. What got you back into the game, and and why did you go that route? Why was it the scouting route? Did did you have something that interests you, or it just? Kind of fill me in. Was this something you you always wanted to do when you were done playing, or it just came up? So, so yeah. So when I retired, um, I had promised my mom I was going to go back and and uh, finish my my undergrad. You know, because I had left school early, like we all, you know, most of us did. Um, and I, I I finished up my 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 undergrad degree, and and you know, uh, I guess I was retired at that point. You know, and. After playing golf for a couple months, you know, I, I said, "Man, I need. I, I, I'm I'm a bad golfer, and that hasn't changed. Um, I need to do something else." So I decided I was going to go to business school. So I went went to went to business school out of Stanford and uh, was uh, living in the Bay Area after I was living in Palo Alto. Um, worked on a couple uh, 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 real estate ventures out there. Um, but our the office for the for the for the for the company I was working for were, were, was across the street from the ballpark in San Francisco, and for about five years after I retired, I wasn't too interested in going to a game. I, I think I missed playing a lot, and it was it was hard for me to go sit in the in the in the ballpark and watch the games. But I started to get an interest. I went to a game when I said I enjoyed it. So um, uh, when I was uh, when I was drafted by the Yankees, I played with Bob Gear for a few years. And Bob and uh, Billy Bean were close friends from San Diego. And I had gotten to know Billy uh, when, when I was coming up in the, in the Yankee system. He was playing for the Tigers. So, so I had gotten to know Billy a little bit playing against him. Um, but uh, I, was, I was just thinking about doing something in the game. So, so I, I called Billy up. He was over in Oakland. I said, hey, you mind if I you know, uh, come over and have a you know, cup of coffee? I'd like to, to, to pick your brain. And went over and had had a cup of coffee with Billy in, in Farhan, who's now the the GM in San Francisco, and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about going in the game, getting back in the game. What do you suggest?" And Billy said, "Hell, I think you'd like scouting." He said, "I really think you'd enjoy that." So so uh, um, so Billy sent me to scout school, and 
uh, I went to scout school and then I was hired by the, 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 uh, the pirates after that. And I was doing amateur work, but right? doing area work. I said, listen, if, 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 if I'm going to learn this game, I got to kind of learn, I, I, I kind of have to start, start here. Um, and, and that was a uh, very, um, an enlightening period for me, you know, watching amateur players, young, you know, 16, 17 year old players and trying to think about what they were going to look like five years, six years down the road. Um, so I worked for them for two years. And then I got hired in, with Theo Epstein's last year in Boston to, to come do pro work in Boston. Allard Baird hired me. So I worked uh, I worked for Allard, but that's when Ben Charrington was there, uh, Mike Hayes and Amiel Sade, uh, you know, Theo, Jared Porter, all these guys that, are, that became GMs all over the place. That was a great experience. And then um, – I got a call one day and it was Jerry DePoto. Jerry had just been hired uh, in Anaheim uh, as a GM and he brought me out and he interviewed me for their pro director's job. And uh, I ended up getting that job. So uh, I worked with uh, underneath Scott's service. Uh, Scott was the assistant GM and Jerry. And then also Matt Clintack was there. Justin Hollander who's now the GM in Seattle. I worked with all those guys. Um, and then I worked when Jerry went up to Seattle, I worked for Billy Epler for a year. Um, but that's how I ended up scouting. And, you know, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I learned a great deal about the game. You know, I, I felt like once I started scouting, I, I kind of took the blinders off that I had when I was playing. Now, I, I don't know if I could have played with all the information. I guess I picked up scouting. Um, you know, maybe I would, I, I would have just overanalyzed everything, but, but I, I, it, you know, it really a lot of lights turned on. I really enjoyed it. And I, and I enjoyed the guys in the Anaheim. I enjoyed getting the, the, the whole, scouting community you know i got to know a ton of scouts and uh, it was a great deal of fun it's amazing i worked for the a's for two years in 14 and 15 i was a you know assistant to billy bean i'd go around in the minor leagues and you know i'd basically you know put on a uni six days a month and go to our double a affiliate or i'd go to our a ball affiliate and work with the middle infielders talk the game be in the dugout with them at night and just you know, talk situations. Uh, and I got a call and they said, we want you to go to the SEC regional to look at the players right before the draft. And the SEC is kind of the, kind of the top regional. Mm -hmm. And I went there and how, you know, me and my personality, I think, well, you just show me the, show me the players and I'll tell you what they're going to be. If they're going to oh. be big leaguers or not, you know, quick study. And I went there with Grady Fuson. And I remember watching players. Ah, he can't play. He's not good enough. He's not a big legger. And Grady would sit there and just kind of look at me like and laugh a little bit. He goes, yeah, you're a quick steady, aren't you? He goes. And he started teaching me little nuances in the game. Other scouts uh, that I would sit there and talk to would teach me a little bit. But this is why we do this. This is why we do that. You know, Grady, I remember the first question he asked me was, tell me who that guy reminds you of. And, you know, as a layman, just a baseball player, I think, why does that matter? And he goes, because if he doesn't remind you of anybody, that's probably not a big leaguer you're looking at. And it made perfect sense. You know, my problem was I was trying to do it all in this one SEC tournament. And I found myself looking at other players. You know, the draft's in like two weeks. And Grady gave me a list. He said, I want you to look at this guy, this guy, this guy. You know, make sure they're they're, they're draft eligible. I found myself like my eyes drawing to like a freshman that really impressed me or a, or a sophomore. And I'd be raving about him up in the stands and Grady, he would look at me and go, Booney, 
that's great. I don't care. They can't be drafted in two weeks. Concentrate on the list that I that I sent you. But it is. It was. It was a. It was a learning experience for me, and I got a little tutelage on on how you actually scout. You know, my grandpa scouted for forty years until the day he died when he retired, and. Yeah. You know, as a player, as a grandkid, I didn't want to hear about his scouting. I always used to tell him he's wrong on this and he's wrong on that. But the actual art of scouting, the uh, you went to scouting school. I mean, that's kind of that's the epitome of it. But uh, it's definitely different than you think, uh, because as big league players and guys that played did this for a living, we do have a keen eye. We see things that maybe the average guy doesn't see. But at the same time, there is an art to scouting and there is a way to do it. And there's a reason that guys that do it 20, 30 years and are respected in the industry uh, really know the little things to look for. Yeah, it, I tell you what, it's a humbling experience. You know, when you when you go through and, and uh, you you evaluate weigh in on guys, it, it, you, you'll have a much better feel. But it's going to take five years, you know, uh, to see to see how your how your opinions you know, came to, came to fruition or, or not, you know, your project, your uh, predictions. Um, so uh, it's, it's definitely a different way to look at the game. Like I said, I wish there, the, in, in many regards, I wish I understood uh, uh, when I started playing what I do now, in some regards, I don't, because I think I might've been locked up. Um, but I learned so much about the game uh, by, by during, during my time scouting, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I had no idea how to, to really uh, evaluate players and, and break break what everyone's doing down, you know. So it was that was that was very very uh, constructive. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, move on to what you're doing now. Yeah. And uh, tell the audience what you're doing. You know, I'd set it up. How's in a very unique field now? Very interesting. Something we didn't have when when we were coming up as players, but it's it's a really intriguing concept. And I, I don't even want to do it uh, an injustice by trying to set you up. You you tell the audience what what you're doing right now in in the game in a sure, completely yeah. so, so completely different capacity. C- completely different, yeah. So what what I do now, I work I work for a for a fund and. We acquire uh, equity interest in in professional athletes. In our first fund, we we uh, have baseball and football players. In the first one, our second fund, we have now have a few NBA players. So what we do essentially, we we, we go to players early in their career, typically when they're in the big leagues, and um, we will invest in them. We will we will pay them for a percentage of their future earnings. So. Just like you would, you would, you would uh, have equity in a company. We have, we have interest in athletes. It's, it's an investment in human capital. You know, the, got, but they happen to be athletes. And uh, I, what I do, I do the qualitative assessments on the players. So I, I evaluate the players, um, and that's how I ended up uh, when I when I left the Angels to go to go 
uh, work at, at, at our fund. At the time, it was just theoretical. We were thinking about doing this. And uh, so we went out and raised the fund and we were actually uh, have, have, have done it. So that's what I do. When we're thinking about um, talking to a player or, you know, trying to, you know, in, invest in them, I will scout them. I will do the evaluations on the guys. So it, does it come down to when it's when it's crunch time and you're making a deal? Does it come down to data points or does this come down to no? We, we take assessments. Your, your part of the company is, is doing what you do. Is there like four entities that come together and you, it, you decide, come upon a number, what is fair, what's going to work for you fiscally, what's going to work for the player fiscally, and that's how it's presented? Is there a negotiation that goes on between yeah, I mean, it's, you it's, and the uh, player? It's it's very similar to, to, to how you, uh, a front office functions. You know, in a front office, you have you have your quant team, you've got your scouts. You know, you, you've got you've got the guys from the qualitative work, and then you have the general manager and the and the assistant GM and the guys that are up there that are using all this information and trying to come to a decision about about who they want to sign to long term contracts, who they want to trade for. It's the exact same thing. So we have a we have a quant team, and then and then. Um, I, you know, I, I, I handle the qualitative work and, and uh, the, the, my, my group of the, our baseball guys, we have, we have uh, three other guys um, two have played in the big leagues, Brennan Harris and Tuffy Gosowicz. And then Randy Newsom, uh, the, the fourth played in the minor leagues for a long time. So, so we, we, we give our feedback and, and, you know, uh, you do your best to get to know the guys, you know, as, as we know, um, that's such a, a, a big factor in how, in, 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 in the, the the success of the players is their 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 makeup their drive. Uh, you try to take all these in consideration when you're when you're uh, deciding what you can offer to 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 uh, to guys. And, and typically, there's there's not a great deal of negotiating because we you know we'd like to pay the guys as, as as much as we possibly can. We have you know we have our our fund and we need to deploy it. So um, we're gonna we're, we're always pretty fair in whatever we offer to the guys. And, it, and it's interesting too, young player coming up. I mean, it's this big league baseball, as you know, it's a tough, it's a tough deal, you know, for the, for the young players, maybe that takes a little bit of the burden, a little bit of the pressure to, to earn that, those big dollars. And you see those big dollars in the game today. Um, and if a, if a organization like yourself that you're involved with comes to them and say, Hey, you know, X, X is, is my, is my player, Joe Schmo. Uh, you're a young player. We think you're, you've got a high ceiling. We think you're going to do well. We think you're going to make a lot of money in the game. We're willing to give you 3 million up front right now to kind of take that pressure off you to have to play good for the contract. Well, down the line, we're going to expect our cut of X, but it's kind of a win-win. And especially in today's game, if you're talking about amounts of money, two and $3 million, as opposed to what the players in today's game, even to be a average big league player, what they're going to make is ridiculous. It's tenfold uh, the money you're going to give them early, but it gives maybe certain players. And I think it would be very beneficial for certain players to have that peace of mind and have that financial stability when they're trying to make it, uh, you know, and make a name for themselves in, in the big leagues. Yeah, sure. You know, I think, I think when you have some financial security, you're, you're more relaxed at the plate on the mound and, Again, when you get to our age, Brett, you you you, you look back and um, you, you realize that that you know in in careers in in in, in you know 
I always, people ask me about the big leagues. I'm like, listen, it's, it's aside for a handful of players, it's a knife fight every night, you know? You're, it is. I mean, and like when I think about my career, I don't think about, you know, hitting streaks. And I, I'm like, I, I think about those one for 25s. I, like, like I think about the game and I don't think like, man, I can go out and rake. So I think, well, I think about what a challenge it was. So I think anything that could 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 give the guys peace of mind, uh, you know, some some financial security, and you know, uh, you know, like like uh, I think Benjamin Franklin said, one today is worth two tomorrows. You don't know what's going to go on tomorrow, and that's been our experience to date. You everyone assumes they're going to stay healthy, they're going to have this linear progression in their career, and it just doesn't happen. You know, um, when you when you go back and look at it, there are many many players uh, who 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 you know they they. they uh, they, they don't they don't uh, follow the path that you might expect, you know. So and, and their thing is the guys they can't really self insure. So 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 uh, anyhow, I I I I think that for all the players, it's it's, it's worthwhile to take a to, to take a hard look at what we do, you know. Um, uh, and, and so so far, like I said, I think we've seen very beneficial effects for the guys. Very cool. Hal Morris, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's good catching up with you. Great uh, look, to talk to you. Buddy. I'll look you up when I come out to Chicago to see uh, to see the other snake. But uh, very good. Yeah, great career. 4,400 4, at bats, uh, 304 career. Not too many people can say, yep, I was a 300 hitter in the big leagues. I get pissed all the time, uh, Halbert. Uh, in today's game, they discount uh, the average. And I just think, Man, it's hard to hit 300 in the big leagues. It's so hard to do it once or twice. For a career, I have a, a different level of respect for it because uh, unless you're down there doing it in the knife fight on a daily basis, you forget how hard it really is. But I appreciate you coming on. For all you out there uh, listening to the Boone Podcast, subscribe, check us out. Till next time, thanks for listening. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 